Section One of Stories of the Scottish Border by Mr. and Mrs. William Platt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jou. Stories of the Scottish Border by Mr. and Mrs. William Platt. In liquid murmurs, Yarrow sings her reminiscent tune of bygone autumn, bygone springs, and many a leafy June. No more the morning beacons gleam upon the silent hills. The far-back years are years of dream. Now peace the valley fills. No more the reavers down the vale on raid and foray ride, no more is heard the widow's wail, or those who fighting died. When morning dams with all its joys, then from the meadows rise a hundred throbbing hearts to voice their anthems to the skies. When noontide sleeps where brackens wave, ere shadows yet grow long, no sound awakes the echoes save the yarrow's pensive song. And when the eve, with calm delight, betokens night is nigh, Beneath the first star's tender light is heard the owlet's cry. While Yarrow's liquid cadence swells by meadow, moor, and hill, At morn or noon or eve there dwells a mournful memory still. W. Cuthbertson Section 1 Introduction 1. The Character of the Borders The district called the Border is one of the most interesting in Great Britain. It consists of that part of England that is nearest Scotland and that part of Scotland that is nearest England, mainly the counties of Northumberland, Cumberland, Berwickshire, Roxburghshire and Dumfrieshire. The country is very picturesque and highly romantic. It abounds in great rolling breezy hills with swift streamlets or burns running down their sides to swell the rushing rivers. No part of our island has more beautiful valleys than those of the border. This bold rough district, well adapted to defence and situated also just where the island of Great Britain is almost at its narrowest, became, after many a struggle, the boundary between England and Scotland. The character of the country was suited to the rearing of hardy moorland sheep and cattle. Its inhabitants, therefore, were a tough, open-air race of men, strong, strapping fellows, fearless riders, always ready for an adventure, especially if it meant a fight. In those days of border strife, there was hardly such a thing as international justice. That is to say, the people of one nation were not very particular as to what they did to people of another nation. Therefore, these bold, hardy border men, Englishmen and Scot alike, were fond of creeping across the boundary to steal the cattle of their neighbours. Men devoted to such raids were called freebooters or moss troopers. The name moss 
being given in the north country to boggy tracts that lie about the hillsides. So it happened that the border was in a perpetual state of petty warfare, conducted, it is true, with a certain amount of goodwill, and a rough approach to chivalry, and with the concurrence of the powerful border nobles of both nations, who often played an important part therein. At times, these raids developed into important warlike expeditions, when a fierce noble, or even a king, had some reckless game to play. Hence, among the ballads which give us so vivid an account of border strife, we find descriptions not only of the minor doings of picturesque sheep-stealers, but also of pitched battles, such as Chevy Chase and Homildon Hill. The union of England and Scotland in 1603 naturally put an end to all the former excuses for raiding, and therefore terminated the true freebooter period. After this, despite one or two belated attempts, such as Elliot's big raid in 1611, sheep-stealing ceased to be looked upon as an honourable calling, and became mere thieving. The men who would have raided one another's farms in 1602 became friendly neighbours after the Border Commission of 1605. There had been little malice in their former freebooting, both sides were of one race, and they had the pleasure of finding that their lands went up greatly in value in consequence of the border peace. Today, the border presents scenes of peaceful cattle farming, but romance is still in the air, hangs about the fine breezy moorlands and beautiful dales, and is seen clearly in the faces of the healthy border folk. A holiday at any border farm would prove a most enjoyable one. There are wonderful Roman remains, for here it was that the Romans built their wall. There are castles of the border barons, the views are wide and grand, the river valleys are unmatched for beauty, and delightful wild flowers are plentiful, chief among which are foxgloves, the giant wild Canterbury bells, the handsome north country wild geranium, several interesting kinds of wild orchids, and a variety of others too numerous to mention. Last but not least, it is often possible in the evenings to see the farmer's sons engaged in friendly wrestling in the meadows, when we can realise that these great manly fellows are of the same vigorous race that kept the borders lively a few centuries ago. End of section one.